Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. I'll be thinking. Welcome to Thinking Girl, the podcast. You are joined by the Thinker Girls, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Welcome. Come on over. Why not? Yeah. I feel like it's like the last quarter of the year. Like we've got like the home run to go. What do you mean? Well, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it feels like with our shows, like yeah. a few different things are going to be coming up in the next few weeks. I don't know. It just feels like there's a fresh start, a new year is approaching. I know that that sounds ridiculous considering it's barely October. But do you get that vibe? I get the vibe because it happens every single year. You get to about September, October, and then you click and then you open your eyes and then all of a sudden it's Christmas and New Year's Eve. It's you so know, true. I always find the last few months of every single year always rush by. So it's almost like that that mad dash that, that people do because they go, oh, shit, now it's the end of the year and summer's coming up. It's true. Now let's get straight into our show this week. Sarah Marie Cameron is an announcer from Nova 100. Uh, she is also an ambassador for the Australian Cervical Cancer Foundation and endometriosis uh, in Australia. She watched our Paps Me video. You can check that out on youtube.com forward slash the thinker girls if you want to. Um, she loved it, which was lovely. Um, and so we thought we'd get her on the show and have a bit of a chat. Okay, um, let's give her a call. Hello. Sarah Marie Cameron. Good afternoon. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, it's the thinker girls, Jason Christie. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really oh, excited. Thanks for stopping by. Um, it's interesting how people answer the phone. That's why I was like, I was waiting for a, hello, this is Sarah Marie Cameron speaking. Oh, no, I don't do that. I don't even leave my name on my voicemail. What do you I mean? Just, why ooh, not? Mr. No. Pubsy. Yeah. <laughs> That's full on. <laughs> it's something my dad always said to me. He's like, don't ever give your details out of the it's phone. It's funny that you say that because yeah. I used to answer the phone because I used to want to be like work in an office all the time as a kid. Like I was obsessed. And so yeah. I would answer the phone like, hello, this is Stacey June Lewis. How can I help you to my fucking home <laughs> phone? And my dad one day was like, oh, you know, but honey, maybe just pull back from that. You get it. It's a, like maybe we don't need everyone to know your full name. How old were you, you know? at the time? How old were you when you were doing six. that? Oh, that's so good. How may we help you? As if you're some organisation. Yeah. I love it. When I, I used to do at Nova and, and I say, hey, what's your name? And they give me the full name. I actually have a bit of a laugh with them. I'm like, guys, I'm going to find you on Facebook now. I'm going to yeah. find you, your dirty selfies from Saturday night out of the pub. Look out. Yeah, my, this guy that I've been, I've been seeing for a couple, like I've had a couple of dates with keeps asking me for my last name. I won't give it to him. <laughs> what do you mean? I just won't. He can just stalk the shit out of me. Yeah. If you listen to this podcast, mm. you're very aware of what we cover. In, in about seven seconds, yeah. he can find out about my sex life, you know, what positions I like, what kind of relationships I've had, my relationship with my mum and dad, Hang on, which he, I'm going to crack into a little bit ask, more in about five minutes. Does he ask why? So when you say, I don't want you to know stuff I've about... I've been like, pretty honest. I've yeah. kind of said it, it's just because with work, you it just doesn't, it's not fair. Like, mm. you can straight away find out so much stuff. And he just doesn't even ask. It's weird now. Like, in a – it's so strange, yeah. Maybe he's very... already found your podcast 
and that's oh, why he's fuck. not asking. Well, he's still. Well, I mean, or we saw each other again, so hopefully that's a good thing. Or but maybe that's the reason he is still around. Maybe he's already listened to it. <gasps> maybe okay, that's let's how you move first on. hooked up. Move on now. Mm, okay. Um, okay, so <laughs> if you haven't listened to our show before um, and you've found us through Sarah Marie, hello, welcome. You might have listened to her through uh, her gig at Nova 100 or found her on all kinds of social media. We are the Thinker Girls, talking thoughts you're thinking but not saying each and every week. Um, and we speak to all different chicks. So we have a whole truckload of episodes you can go back and listen to on iTunes or podcast.thinkergirl.com.au is where you can find us for a little bit longer, but we've got some news on that uh, that's coming up Woo-hoo. pretty soon. Um, but let's do a bit of a contents. Uh, Sarah, if you don't know how we roll, we have Philip the Duck who reins us in um, just to make sure that we don't babble on. And then we each bring something that's on our mind that we're thinking but not saying. Do you want to kick it off? Just give us a bit of a headline of what you want to talk about this week. I would like to talk about Malcolm Turnbull and Silver Foxes. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I, don't okay. think, I don't think we've ever covered a s- Silver Foxes and having nah. hot older men. I like it because I'm moving into that age where a lot of guys are starting to get a few grey patches and I'm I'm liking it but at the same time I fucking hate it because if we had a grey patch we'd just look hideous (laughs) so it's quite frustrating at the same time. I want to talk about like I said earlier um, the relationships or I guess the role that your parents can play in your family dramas and that you know gone are the days where it was kind of sibling you know issues and actually as you get older your parents start to fuck can create the drama. I have so much to say on this. It's normally the drama between my mum and dad and I'm the coming in as the parent, yeah, which is quite yeah. hilarious. So I, I had a bit of a revelation um, with something wow. my dad said to me and I was like, holy shit, how have I not? F- I've done so much therapy. How the fuck have I not picked this up myself? Like I could not believe it. So I want to talk about that, young mate. So funny. Um, I want to talk about weddings. I went to a wedding um, just on the weekend and it's so interesting. I've never actually noticed this out of all of the weddings I've ever gone to the penny dropped and I was like why didn't the bride make a speech and and then and then I discovered that it's non-traditional and normally a bride would never speak at her own wedding it's normally um a lot of men in her life and or or other members of the bridal party that's yeah the the father of the bride let's kick this off let's start with this yeah so normally so normally if you've if you've ever been to a wedding before maybe even if you you haven't typically there's there's a number of people that make speeches always the best man typically i'm talking in a traditional sense would always make a speech the father of the bride, and then sometimes um, the maid of honour would make a speech and then maybe there's the mum of the bride or whatever. Never, but, never but have I n- seen the mother of the bride make a speech, well, ever. I did at this wedding, the mother, oh, sorry, it was the mother of the groom because well, he, you go. but he didn't, because ha- he didn't have a dad. So that was oh. probably, but that, but that <laughs> okay. was, that's what I mean. That's probably the only reason that yeah, she got up there, she did, you know, yeah. so it probably was still very traditional. It was a, it was a very, very traditional wedding, even down to their vows that I already, I didn't even know them that well. This is actually one of my, one of my besties. It was her cousin's wedding that I was basically her hot date that I went to the wedding with her. So I didn't, I didn't actually know anybody but her immediate family. So it's quite interesting being a bit of a fly on the wall and not knowing anybody that's actually getting married or anybody in the bridal party. And I, I love weddings and I love watching people. Like I, 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 I thrive on on watching people, especially in relationships, and how they how they react, especially when they're standing up there on the altar, like the nervousness and the little looks that they give each other. And I don't know, it was all 
It was all quite funny to, to watch because I'd never once met or really even heard much about these particular people. So this was not something that I that I ever had realised that every single wedding that I'd ever been to, that the bride never, ever makes a speech. And I don't know, Sarah Marie and also Stace, have you ever been to even maybe a non-traditional wedding? Like, has the bride ever made a speech at the wedding? Well, I sure as hell did. Oh, well, you did at your wedding. Yeah, yeah. mine was a really... Imagine the radio yeah. announcer doesn't speak. <laughs> like, <Fuck it>. oh. <laughs> yeah. we've really hit rock bottom if the radio announcer's feeling like she doesn't have a voice <laughs> at her own wedding. Yeah, and I've been to weddings where, you know, traditions have been broken. And with my wedding to my partner, because he has a Fiji Indian background... So for this ceremony, we oh actually... Oh, man, you're going to have good babies. Yeah. Mocker children, yeah, all the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and so we stuck to a traditional um, Indian ceremony for the wedding part of it, which was gorgeous. It was like playing dress-ups at my own wedding. Yeah, I had amazing. no idea what was going on because it was in Sanskrit. <laughs> which is like Latin. It's a language that doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. And I think so, in yoga yeah. classes, pretty much. It's <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So there was that part of the wedding there and, um, and then we had the reception afterwards, which was our Western take on it. But even still, the whole way planning the wedding, I had a really big problem with certain wedding traditions that people are adhering to just because it's a tradition but mm. not necessarily because it means anything to them like people have you know their father walked them down the aisle i always would have thought well if i'm going to get married i'd love to have mum and dad there i'm really fortunate that that is actually the tradition for an indian wedding so oh, I oh, nice. my mum and my dad walk me down How the progressive. aisle that's so cool yeah which i loved but i wouldn't have wanted to leave mum out that way and then you know with signing the wedding certificate apparently that's meant, meant to be what the maid of honor and um, yeah. the best man yeah we got our mothers to sign our wedding certificate because i was like well hold up you guys have brought us into this world, you've been such an integral part, I want you guys to witness our marriage certificate. So we didn't have a best man or a maid of honour. We had a bridal party, but we didn't have a have best man or... or mm, um, that's cool. Yeah. For, for that it's reason. funny. So I broke tradition, but yeah. I have been fortunate enough to go to weddings where other people have been breaking tradition. Yeah. And I've been really fortunate enough to have witnessed myself brides speak at weddings and I've got a beautiful friend called Josh Withers who's a marriage celebrant and he's all about breaking down those wedding traditions because as we get older they can potentially offend people as well and you know what it's your day you need to do it how you want to do it and just say to that person I love you I want to spend the rest of my life with you and let's do this in front of all of our family and friends that we love however we want to do it yeah it actually goes pretty intense wedding traditions in my life and the way I look at them because I believe that wedding traditions have in, essentially influenced my aversion to marriage. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so um, I have had a real problem with even trying to figure out, and I've spoken about it on this show, about trying to figure out my relationship with the idea of being married, what marriage means and why I wanted it. Because for such a long time, it was all I wanted. And it was mm. a really Disney princess kind of approach. And and so I really had to step out of that and kind of almost fight against it and rebel it. And for a long time, I think when we started this show, I was like, I don't want to get married. And I and I think a big part of that was because of the traditions that I saw in front of me that were so prehistoric that yeah. I was like, I just don't know how I fit into that kind of domain. So then I stepped back and really rebelled against that mm -hmm. and then have since found that 
yes, it still is a, something that I would like to do. Yeah. But I found it on my own my own way. I needed to really properly go, nah, fuck that. And then kind of over time develop into, I guess, what I would create for myself. But it really, really still sits incredibly uncomfortably for anybody that gets married in the church. My views are so strong on um, on gay marriage and mm. I just find, you know, I, I have my best mates about to be the maid of honour and a bride's groom or whatever yeah. um, in two weddings this year and we'll stand in a church and stand yeah. next to his wow. best mates and watch them say that a ma- marriage should only be between a man and a woman. And I just, yeah. it just... There is, it makes me feel sick. So I kind of never wanted to be associated with it. So it's pretty deep for me, all of these traditions, the, the f- giving away the daughter, the, um, the only men speak, because it's still happening but, but, but so people, prevalently. Like it's still huge. I don't think people realise, you know, they, they, they wouldn't look at a particular tradition like that, like the father giving away the daughter. They wouldn't, they wouldn't normally assess... A, a particular vow, if it's a really traditional one in a church, and really think too much about well, it. I think we should be. Yeah, That's and why I, I'm really I, vocal I, about I'm, it. I'm with you and I'm, I couldn't agree more because I was sitting there at this wedding and it was a beautiful wedding, but it was a very traditional one. It did take place in a church. And although I've been to a couple of church weddings in my time, I've never actually been to one this traditional. Mm. And and it's funny that the more weddings you go to, the more you get your head around what actually what actually is traditional and what's not. And I suppose like writing your own vows, that's every other wedding that I've been to. This particular wedding, the vows were so traditional. The priest actually says something along the lines of, and such and such, do you take, um, you know, your husband to have and to hold, blah, 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 to look after the home and bear his children and do if you say amen, amen. And then they're putting the rings on. And I had never met these people. I'd never fucking met these people. And I'm sitting trying to do my best not to be outraged, but I actually went and laughed under my breath and my mate looked at me and she was a bit like, you can't, you can't, you you don't even bloody know anybody here. But I had such an issue with that. It's like, what, just because we love each other and we're declaring our love, even the kids thing, how do you know and that I th- think that I'm able to, or how do you know we yes. want to, or so the pressure. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I may not even necessarily be able to have kids, right? And those assumptions and in those vows kill me. They it's fucked. But the look after the home up. thing, I was like, are you for real? Like and I, Philip, oh. Philip's gone off, but I will, I will say this, and Sarah Marie, that's really, it's really powerful that what you just said as well. Girls, if you are going to get married and you are looking into that now or in the future, change it. Change it to do what you need to do. Look into it. Yeah. Ask why these things are happening. Because mm. the little girls that you've invited, the nieces and the other little, the, the younger people in the like that are witnessing it, is saying in 2015 that this is the way we conduct ourselves. It's yeah. important. Mm. It is important to look quick. into it. It's important to question things. It is oh. important. A quick really important. Of where wedding traditions come from, and you will. Your mind will be blown. Yeah. I, if, yeah. if there's one thing that you can take away, just have a quick Google. Your, ma- your mind will yeah. be like, whoa, that's yeah. why they do that. Oh, but and we have responsibilities because it is a public forum. We're all sitting there taking in that moment and you are projecting. You're, you're spending $30,000. Mm. You're, $30, <laughs> you're projecting the image you want people to see. Like yeah. this is what it is. We, we can pretend that it's all about the love, but there's big messages that are giving. People really take it in too. So be clear on what your message is. Like mm. you don't have many moments. 
you're mm. not a lot of people aren't like us, but there's a microphone every fucking week where we're mm. pitching to people our ideas. These events are pretty important for our society to kind of encourage what we want the future to be. And it sounds pretty deep, but it is incredibly important. So don't think of it as just merely a tradition and it doesn't mean anything because it fucking does. Yeah. And yeah. that's but that's why I wanted to br- to bring it up on this show because there would have been a lot of people and I even I even after after the particular ceremony was, you know, and I was on the phone to dad and I said, "How's this?" And I oh, brought your up dad the would have a field day if he couldn't give you away. Da- yeah, but it's just it's just so funny that he was like, oh, calm down. It's like this, oh, here's the the angry girl that's mm. always harping on about the fucking same message. And it's just not true where you go, oh, but who cares? That's just what happens at a wedding. It doesn't mean anything. And I'm so with you with what you just said then, Stacey. It, it does. Ac- it, means, it actually means something. And you can't just go, oh, well, that's just the way it is. Like, just because it's my dad walking me down the aisle. So what? That's, you know, I've never really thought too much about it. I want my dad to give me away. It's like, well, I mean, why? Why does it why? have to be that yeah. way? And it does. It does send a and message. And if you if you land on, I still want it, then yeah. great. That's you. Yeah. Like it's not one way. I'm not saying you need to come to my hippie wedding and fucking all kumbaya together. Like mm. who knows what my wedding's going to be like. But I mean, it will be quite different. It doesn't need to be like that. It tradition is still beautiful for some people. I was the maid of honor in a very traditional wedding and wouldn't have it any other way for them. But she spoke, and they do. They did changes that worked for them. She they questioned things that worked mm. for them, mm. and so and they landed at still tradition. So that's fine. But just know, just land there because you've chosen to land there and not because everybody else did. Yeah, I think not that's because Pinterest told you to wear a yes, white dress and have roses. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, white's really lovely on a wedding day. I will give you that. But it does mean that you were pure and didn't have sex. So just know that yeah, that's why. That's and then still make, <laughs> yeah, still make the decision to go there. But just be educated as to what's going on. But that's you know? what the, isn't that what the white dress is? Like when you just said, Sarah Marie, Google what actually particular wedding traditions mean because you are white and you are a virgin and it wasn't that you know in medieval times where they would bring out the sheet or the white dress and there would be blood on it to prove to prove that they are and were a fucking virgin (laughs) and you just even look at that and go oh well I will actually be wearing myself an ivory dress or whatever, yeah. you know. Or wear white, just know why you're wearing yeah. it and be okay with it. That's yeah. all I'm asking. Exactly. Like, we're not saying this has to be the way it is. Um, so Philip went off. Sarah Marie, I'm interested to hear about your silver fox Malcolm <gasps> Turnbull thing. God, I've been, I've been trying to chat about this at work ever since the spill started to really kick off a week ago. And I got to work and one of my friends said to me, You've got daddy issues. And I was like, I do not have daddy issues. Malcolm Turnbull on the front cover of GQ magazine. My God. (laughs) He was very sexy and I think he's probably, well, he was the first politician ever to be on the front of like men's magazine GQ, looking very schmicko in like this cool kind of ironic suit. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. But it wasn't like a daggy politician suit. He looked, hot. he looked hot. Yeah, and you know what the thing is? I am 28 years old. Malcolm Turnbull is as old as my mum is. Um, she probably kicked me in the shins for giving away her age. But I can still look at him and go, you know what? Handsome man. Mm. Absolutely handsome man. And then I had to go around to sales and a couple of the other ladies were like, oh, my goodness, the things I would let Malcolm Turnbull do to me. So <laughs> it's really strange because some people are going, oh, my goodness, no, he's just too old. And I'm like, no, this isn't an appreciation of a good-looking man who is looking fine as a silver fox. Not having right. daddy issues. There's a difference, though, isn't there, by going, Malcolm Turnbull is smoking hot and I have a thing for guys with grey hair or I like older men yeah. versus, oh, I have an appreciation, I can say he's a handsome man. There's yeah. a difference. So are you thinking that he's hot or are you? is it more just this is an appreciation because he's quite fit for his age? There's a difference. There's, there's an appreciation. I think he, he, he's a handsome man. His wife must be just high-fiving herself once they're done in the boudoir every night. Seriously. Like, if you've got a man who is that tidy and he's above 60, well done. Uh, and I am. An and he's fucking loaded. Yeah. I, I also, I think she plays, speaking about the, our first lady or however, whatever you call her in our country, um, <laughs> she's apparently really, really quite influential in yeah, their political is. kind of yeah. relationship. I'm going to I'm gonna come and rain on the parade here, though, guys. Okay. Um, and I'm sorry to do it, especially as our guest, Sarah Marie. But I wonder if we would be blowing up if people would be sexualizing a chick prime minister. And I just wonder if we're being contradictory because I was going I was going to go in and give you my opinion because it is very similar to yours. <laughs> but I held back and went and I did it. I'm not saying that I landed that we definitely would, but I did think in my head. I asked the question, would we be going at people if men were starting to go fucking hell, she's a fucking piece of work. Look at her in the bedroom. Would we be going to defend her and are we being contradictory by putting forward his look? Just putting it out there. I am a very big appreciator of the human species. If someone is standing in front of me... Guys and girls, guys and girls. Guys and girls. Yep, yep, yep. If you are beautiful or if you are handsome... I will hand out compliments. And even some people at work have noticed that. Like if, you know, one of the girls will fuck about, man, that dress, you know, that's amazing. Love, love yeah, I'm like, you know, yeah, you, are, you, smell, yeah. you smell great, whatever, you look great, great makeup, love your contouring. I love women's bodies. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So I, from, and this is just from where I stand, I'm an appreciator of all people. And I think that everyone is beautiful and I think beauty can be in your personality, it can be in your style, it can be in your looks, it can be in your smarts as well. I find smart people so attractive. So do you think mm. his package is that he's kind of powerful and successful as well as his looks? Like, do, Is that what you're saying? Like you think um, that there's more that's made him sexy or were you just talking I about his particularly his looks? of him sexy, like his part, you know, in um, Aussie Mail and stuff back in the day like there's that nerd part for me yeah for okay but you know he looks after himself he dresses well and there's just an appreciation level and and might i say his wife lucy banging yeah like, she, she looks great every time i've seen a photo of her she also looks great like they're just a hot couple 
But she's and also that's how I feel. But like what like what Stacey said, it was it's a bit of a I don't know if you've seen House of Cards, but it's um it's almost a bit of that where it's like the first lady. Like I re- I can't even remember what website I read it on, but you know it was going through her background and how powerful she was and and how much she kind of stood on on her own and 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 had had a lot to do with Malcolm's political career as well. That. I read that and I was like, "Whoa, this this bitch is she's powerful." And then yeah, well, to, and then together, I kind of had more of an appreciation for him after I heard about how powerful she was. I was like, "Wow, that's cool. I like I like I like strong men that can like a strong woman." You know what I mean? That yeah. aren't yeah. that aren't intimidated to me. That, that's sexy that's to also me. very yeah. sexy too because I'm like, "Oh, you're actually not intimidated by her business prowess or by her background or, you know, because they were a bit like, "Oh, you know, how how powerful is she? Because there are a lot of men that that can be quite powerful and quite can be quite influential. But then the female in their life or the person that they're with, I'm not saying isn't, but but maybe not so much as them. But I, I kind of really I had more respect for him after mm. I read about that. I thought that mm. was really sexy. Yeah, oh, I found it, it interesting. It was interesting to me as a um, as a as a feminist, obviously, to know that that was the kind of guy that was stepping in, regardless of whether his politics were still my choice or not, it was still interesting to see that we've got at least some improvement. Mm. <laughs> well, a lot of improvement, but still a long way to go. It's, it's, it's. Re- you just feel a bit relieved, but like you've still got to walk up a fairly long hill. Does that make sense? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, look back to back to your question about you know are we being slightly hypocritical? I would hate for there to be a day where we can't hand out compliments on how someone looks or feels because I don't know about you guys, but I have been lucky enough. I remember this little old lady came up to me one day and she said, oh, my God, you've got great hair. And that stuck with me. I was like, oh, my God, that lady who I will never see again in my life made me feel awesome. And so I personally love appreciating people and yeah, letting them you know, know but not going, oh, my God, the things that I would do to you in the bedroom. It's not for me. It's not that. It's just... I have an appreciation level for you that is high. Yeah, I guess I know. I think you're right, and I am. Well, I am playing devil's advocate, and it is a conversation I think is an interesting one just to open, uh, because I just want to always make sure that we've got the full rounded picture, particularly mm. because this podcast is feminist driven, and mm. I just you know it's really important that we open up the conversation to be all all different sides. So yep. I always try and make sure that I play that role where it needs to be played, but. I, I think you're right. Like, I think we want to be able to still strike people a compliment. I remember my cousin, this is sounds so ridiculous, two months ago, and she was like, what do you do? What kind of squats do you do? Like, how how intense is your ass? Like, it's amazing. And I just remember thinking, I've not forgotten about that. You're right. Like, and I, like, I, I, I think about it all the time. Now I started looking at my bum. And, you know, so what? If that's yeah. something that sometimes, you know, you, you – you encapsulate in your admiration of someone. Do you know? Do you know where I think it becomes? I think it becomes a problem when you're only when you're only defined by that. Yeah, you know, if true. if if we're not talking about Malcolm Turnbull or his wife or his policies or I the can people imagine he me has being in his defined cabinet, by my, you know what bum. I mean? I know. <laughs> but if if all he is is a hottie and a bit of a silver fox, then that's where there is a problem. But I think if you are encompassing having an appreciation for somebody being really fit and good for their age and a bit of a hottie, as well as all of the other shit that he's got going on and being a good leader, then I think that's where it's okay. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, so Philip went off. So mm. let me share my gem before we, we finish the show this week. Uh, so parents and 
your, I guess their contribution to family drama oh. is something that I think is really unspoken about. Mm. And I have a really dynamic, uh, very non-conventional type of family makeup. I've kind of played the parent quite early on. Mum was a single mum. Um, had lots of jobs, lost her mum quite young. So we did, you know, we, we, there was not really some kind of stern parenthood. We all kind of worked as a bit of a team. And at times that was really tough and I, it definitely fucked me up through my 20s. Mm. But I've worked through it and we, we found a way to kind of make ourselves work the way we are. But there has always been a little bit of, um, I guess, a bit of a wall between my brother and I. And we are very, very different. We've worked pretty hard at it. But because we've had this unconventional, I guess, parenthood situation, we've often had to play bigger roles than maybe other kids did early on. So it's also brought us a little bit of conflict over the years. And it was funny because I often, I said to dad one day, maybe a couple of months ago, I said, I just fucking feel like I can never win with this bloke. Like, this is my brother. Mm. And I was like, I just feel like, you know, it's just always pushing shit up a hill. And it's a it's a tough one. And it's one that I want it to work. And days we have really, you know, good days and we just have some shit days. And dad said to me, look, I don't even know if a lot of my family know this. So it'll be interesting. But dad said, look, he goes, just be mindful of how you are with your mother. Because everything you say to your mother goes to your brother. And I go, what do you mean, Dad? And my mum and dad aren't together. So I just found it interesting that he had this insight. He goes, I'm just saying your mum and your brother are close, very close. And your brother is bloody loyal to his mother. So if your mum is going back and telling him fights that you have with her or days that you've taken out a bad mood on her or whatever, your brother is going to to react to that and yeah. you're, you may not know that he's laying out on you from that but it, that's why probably sometimes you can't understand why he's being a bit of a dick and I was like what the fuck mum is contributing to this all these years how the fuck have I not known this and I was like Whoa! It just blew my fucking mind because I have sat there in therapy and psychoanalyzed everything and I was like what the fuck? How did I not pick this? And it all just made sense. I was fucking furious. Yeah, I had the same realisation with my family a while ago. And it's really tough because I'm the youngest of five. And yet still my siblings choose to come to me when they've got arguments. Uh-huh. And so sometimes I'm that I'd, person. Yeah. yeah. And then There's I need to just a soundboard. Yeah. I'm like, Mom, too much weight on my shoulders, I need to tell you something. Um, and I quickly learned that mum just loves a gossip. So, um, and I'm not just talking about the wine, although she does love that. And she will sit down with the wine and call another brother, another sister, and be like, oh, I just got off the phone to her. So oh, she's coming oh. again with the other one. How do you know that, though, mum. Sarah Marie? Have the, has your brother and sister then called you and gone, oh, God, mum just got off the phone after getting off the phone to you? So, yes. oh, yeah, my wow. sister and I. Mum didn't realise how vortex. close um, my elder sister and I were at one point. Now oh. everyone knows. Um, and we live like five minutes from each other as well. Um, but there was definitely a time where I don't think anyone knew just how close um, Jeanette and I were. And so, yeah, same thing. It was this little loop and she'd call me and tell so me. When you, when you realise it and you're like, hang on a second, am I having to worry about my family the same way as my girls in high school? Like, yeah. what the yeah, fuck but it is. is this about? But it is. I think you get to a, you get to a point in your life where your parents not are on the same level as you, but... 
I don't know, maybe it, maybe it is a bit like that where you go, and it's interesting, Stace, when you go, I feel as though, not sometimes, not sometimes you're the parent, or uh, uh, Sarah Maria, I can't remember who said it, but you're the one that everybody kind of goes to. Like, there's a, there is an age, I don't know whether it's a numbers thing or like a stage of life thing, where sometimes those roles can change. It switches where your parent sometimes doesn't always have to act like the parent and you as a child don't always have to act like the child because I well, find... Well, I think it happens when you're older, yeah. I, I mean, for us it happens so early. But, yeah, for most people it starts to just merge into that, I well, think. I find my parents now being that they're the immature ones like because I live in state so when I go home to catch up you know we, we all go out for a, a nice family dinner and of course like you know 30 minutes in you know mum's in tears and they've had an argument and dad's raising his voice and she's walked out of the restaurant and I'm, I just <laughs> cracked the shits I said for fuck's sake the argument that you guys are having is an argument that I have heard about a hundred times <laughs> that you've been having for 18 years. It's about when my brother was born and, and he almost fell into the pool and then he, and the stories <laughs> changed. And then Tim, if it wasn't for me, Paul would be dead because he ended up on the <laughs> bottom of the pool. And then he's like, oh, that's not true, Kerry. It's just not. And I'm just like, I said to both, I got really mad. And I said to both of them the same thing <laughs> afterwards. I said, do you know how this conversation was going to end up? And did you? Did you know where it was going to end up? And they both go, well, yeah. I said, well, why are we bringing it up? Why are we not mature enough just to go, oh, yeah, we're probably going to go around in circles. When the fuck did this happen? It is exhausting. And I I couldn't – I think for me, I – because we were so non-conventional and I guess you wouldn't necessarily call us all close. We all kind of have our own relationship separately. It's not like we all went for family dinners. Mum and dad broke up. So it was different. I couldn't believe that then 10 years later, I think because of that unconventionalness, I never considered that we would have had this unit where each other were bitching about each other. Do you know what I mean? It always felt fairly separate. So when I realised, I'm like, oh my God, the joke's on me. I've just been laying out everything to mum and dad thinking that my relationship with them was not in a family dynamic, that I was just all separate. But actually that is a crock of shit and that no matter what, you are still one unit because it doesn't matter how it is. You still all work in kind of across each other in one unit, even as conventional, unconventional as it is, you still have a mum, a dad and a sib- like siblings. Mm. It just still works that way. So I was shocked. And I think then- sometimes we just forget that, you know, our parents are people who need to gossip and let things go and soundboard off people as well. And yeah. so you think you're making that phone call and just sort of banking it with them, but then they've got to need to bank it with someone else I as told, well. you're right, I told my mum. I said to her, I just think I had about three weeks off. I just, I shut them all out for a second. I was like, holy fucking shit. I've been doing my head in with my brother mm. and wondering why we've been banging our heads against a brick wall for fucking years. And now I know. And I said to mum, look, I don't think you actually would ever do this on purpose because all she wants us to do is get along. I know that. But I said, but you need to understand, you may have been contributing a bit here and she just wore it. Like, mm. she was kind of like, mm. yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Like, she didn't really say anything. So, yeah, but, oh, man, it really Did she say sorry? Nah, fuck that. My Parents don't say yeah. sorry. What's nah, that? they don't. No way. So they play, they start to become the victim. Oh. They're just the victim Have all of a sudden. Have you spoken to your brother about it, though? Because it's one thing to say to your mum and for your mum to wear it. But, I mean, it's probably more of a touchy subject 
Like I just feel like with, with him, him I feel like with him, no matter what, I don't think he'll ever admit that how close he is with mum and how much that relationship will just take over everything. Yeah. I don't know if he'll ever really admit that. I don't know. I just think, I think he's proud of his closeness to mum and whatever, but I don't even think he really realises how mm. fiercely protective he is of her. It's mm. just a son-mum thing, I think. And because she's unwell, I think there's just this other layer that he has of protection, I'm a bit of a tough love girl. Mm. So we just work very differently. Mm. So I think I think I could have the conversation, but I don't know if he'd be 100% open to it because I don't know if he's faced that himself. Does that make sense? As in it probably, yeah, if he did bring it up, maybe it would do not more harm than good, but maybe well, it's not going to Well, I just don't see, yeah, yeah, what it's going to do. But yeah. I think it will help if mum shuts her fucking gob. <laughs> do you reckon she will now after that, no, though? No, no. <laughs> but I'll just make sure I tell her nothing. Like she's she has absolutely oh, put no. herself into the shit there because she's getting no goss out of me. Oh, no. no way. No, you um, just got to hold back and then, then leave her just sitting and wondering. I did the same <laughs> thing with my mum because my other sister and I, we had a really turbulent couple of years and I realised the same thing. Mum was just going right back oh, wow. and telling her and protecting her. And she was like, oh, but you're the loud, fierce one. You can handle it. And I was like, she's oh, older. That's nah, bullshit. that's unfair. I wonder if there'll be a, you'll be able to notice a change. Like, Sarah, I Marie, have. you have maybe state... I have, be... and I really hope that you do too, yeah. as well with your brother, because mm. if you can just go and then you're in charge of that relationship and then no longer are you having to go via your mum, I... I personally found it to be really helpful and now my sister and I are 10 times better for it. And if I'm yeah. angry at her, I call her and I get straight up on the phone. I go, you have pissed me off. By the mm. end of the phone call, we are pissing ourselves laughing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's true. Yeah, yeah, hopefully it works there. I mean, I got surprised that I even got this, you know, new nugget in my, my hands. I had no idea I was still seeing information to come. I thought I had them all sorted. Fucking fire those out. therapists from all of those years. I can't believe they didn't point that out. Well, I think that really is only a thing that you know if yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, interesting. <laughs> Sarah Marie, let's wrap it up. We've got to let you go. Um, and it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. It has been so wonderful to have a, a little bit of a chin wag and just chew the fat with two fellow <laughs> radio ladies who I just adore and admire. Oh, oh, thanks, so mate. Nice. That's the best. We're so wrapped that we could get you on. Um, if you do want to head uh, to find more about Sarah Marie, make sure you check her out on Instagram, X Sarah Marie. Is it X as well? X Sarah Marie yeah, X? Yeah, X Sarah Marie X, yeah. yeah Someone yeah, else took on... just Sarah Marie years ago. Bloody bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and on Twitter also yeah. you can find her. And if you want to listen to any of our other shows, uh, we have over 100 different conversations with all kinds of awesome chicks. Head to iTunes or you can check us out at podcast.thinkagirl.com.au. Will you eavesdropping on this conversation follow the thinker girls at facebook.com forward slash thinker girls or thinker girl tv on twitter even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.